Welcome to the Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of the Responsible Brand and the Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Responsible Podcast. This is Stanley J. Targos III, your host. And today we're going to talk about buy term and save the difference. I know we've heard in the past and you hear people all over the news, the media, your friends and family uh, advisors talking about buy term and invest the rest, which is uh, a positive, uh, a popular conversation, but it's really one word off. Buy term and invest the rest should be buy term and save the rest or save the difference. And if you're talking about buy term and invest the rest, that's the difference between buying term insurance and buying a lifelong program that costs a little bit more when you're younger, but costs a lot less when you're older so that you can save that difference, invest it at six, eight, 10, 12% or whatever they want to talk about. And at some point you've got enough money in your saved bucket that you no longer need to have insurance. Well, I don't agree with that premise. I don't agree with that statement. In fact, my father-in-law at Wealth and Wisdom Institute used to say, it's hard to get to the right solution when you start with the wrong premise. And the premise that they're starting off with is the word invest. And I think, why would someone want to invest the rest? That's a salesman selling you on something super sexy, like you're going to earn a rate of return. Your money's going to work harder for you. Take that hundred bucks a month and buy some stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. You'll end up earning way more than you could ever earn by buying some insurance or something that you're never going to need when you're older. When you're older, you're not going to need it. But they're not teaching you about the difference between investing and saving. You're not going to need it after your kids paid for college, after your kids graduate college. You're not going to need it after your house is paid off, you're not going to need it when you retire. You don't need death benefit when you retire. You're going to invest and have that investment account grow so that when you, you re, when you retire, you've got enough money sitting out there that you're self-insured. Well, that's the wrong premise because people don't save that way. In fact, I would say, why invest before you're ready? Why would you invest in something outside of your control that you don't own, that's at risk, before you have a proper emergency fund built, before you have the right savings account built at the right level for short-term emergencies, before you have control over your budget? Why would you take one silo, your life insurance, if that's what this is about, and invest the difference without connecting the dots between everything else in your life. That doesn't seem very responsible to me. In fact, it seems irresponsible. But who am I? I'm biased because I believe in responsible. In fact, the responsible brand believes that you should have control over many areas, not just one, not just sexy conversations that happen around the barbecue pit in the backyard in the summer. We want you to have stability and security moving forward through life at all phases of life. So if you haven't prepared for life events like your kids' weddings, grad school, buying a vacation home, becoming debt-free, if you haven't funded your kids' college fund, is investing the rest gonna solve all of those problems? 
Probably not. Because you're making a knee-jerk decision or most people are making a knee-jerk decision based on a, someone who's opening the door to a conversation and I'm so grateful that the conversation is open. At least we're starting the conversation. I don't think it's the right solution for the conversation that's being had. I think it's something that we all want. I want to invest thousands of dollars and have a million dollar stock account when I'm 72 or as well. But I don't want it to be at the expense of what I really need. So when we think about investing, who should invest? People who have permission to invest based on their own economy. People have the ability to invest based on extra cash flow. Should you be giving up your vacations and your food that you eat and the quality of life that you have so you can invest the rest? I don't think so. The reason why most of those programs fail is because people are buying in before they're ready. They're buying into something that they don't have the, the permission to be in. And when things get tough, they liquidate it and sell because they haven't been taught the basic foundational elements of how to manage money in their own economy. So when the tires go on the car, they've taken all of their rest, quote, unrest money, put it in the stock account. Now they got to sell it regardless if it's at a high point or a low point so they could put tires on the car. Then they got to start all over again. And they might have lost money. They might have made money. They might have a taxable event and increase the taxes that they owe at the end of the year because they weren't disciplined about what to do and the right structure to have or because the person coaching them wasn't educated on anything other than buy term and invest the rest. Well, the buy term part's good because that is a cheap way to put some death benefit in place. I agree with that. Protect yourself. Protect your family. That is a right solution for the right person at that place in time financially. You need something. The younger you are, the cheaper it is. Term insurance is just like anything else. It's a cheap way to get something in place in case something happens for a period of time or a term. It's not a lifetime solution. It's like saying, I'm gonna rent a home forever because eventually I'm not gonna need a place to live. That doesn't make sense. Eventually, you want to own the home you live in and pay it off or leverage it or use it to buy more properties or create memories with your family. And it's not a direct correlation. I'm always going to need a place to live. Therefore, I always need death benefit. Meh, that might not be true. But for most people, it is. For most people, it is. So... The right premise is protecting yourself. The wrong solution is always having term insurance and always investing the difference. A rate of return that you earn on what you're saving in your side account is not going to change your life. Especially if you don't have an emergency fund, a savings account, stability with your income, if you don't own your home, if you haven't thought about how you're going to pay for your kid's college, if you haven't thought about how you're going to take care of your unfunded health care. People buy long-term care programs back in the 80s and 90s. Today, they're activating them. I wonder how many of those people thought that the $200 a day budget would be enough, would be more than enough back in 1991 
who today realize it's not even 50% of what they need. And they only get it for a year, 18 months, 24 months, but they're going to be in that dementia or Alzheimer's state for two to eight years. Think about that. A term is not what we need for every solution. A term fulfills the need for a term or a period of time. But how do we get out of that adolescent phase of thinking into a mature phase that's built around responsibility? And I know some people are directly connected to buy term and invest the rest. And Dave says, cash value, this is horrible. And my Primerica or Transamerica or Pro-America or Anti-America person says, do this or that or the other. I'm going to talk just about what's important for you, not what other people think. Is Dave, Rick, and Susie going to take care of your family when your term expired and you've got to spend $600,000 taking care of yourself and it comes out of your surviving spouse's retirement account? Is your surviving spouse going to say, I'm glad we don't have that term insurance? They're going to say, I wish we kept that million dollars back when we bought it for a lifetime because eventually you're going to die. And when you die, if, you, if I don't need it, I'll give it away. But if I get to spend money protecting you and your quality of life the last five years that you live, I want to replace my lifestyle so I'm not a burden on the people around me because I bought term and invested the rest. See, it's a great starting conversation, but it's not the solution. It's not where we need to be. It's not what we need to do. Might be great if you're 18 to 40 years old. Even then I would say, it might be great if you're 18 to 25, but the minute you get a job and you have steady income, you should be thinking differently about how you manage your cash flow and what you want to have happen so that you can work, have your money work for you instead of against you. I wonder, my question is, how many people bought into buy, term, and invest the rest that succeed? How many people at age 70 are, are self-insured? How many people at age 70 who bought into that philosophy are sitting on a million to $2 million of net worth outside of their retirement accounts in their home? My gut says very few. My gut says that life happens along the way. The person who sold you that program isn't even doing it themselves. And if they are, they're so new, they haven't figured out how to manage it. They're taking investment advice from someone who's taking investment advice from someone who's a manager who's being told what to buy and sell based on what the company wants to have build their portfolio, not based on what you need in your own family. And I'm not a person who does stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, so don't ask me advice or investment advice on that. Make sure the person that you're working with is a qualified, competent person who's got the experience to deal with it and has a team around them to help you navigate what you need. You shouldn't be making decisions on your family based on what a hundred thousand other people are being told to do the same day. How does that work? Well, it doesn't. The other thing about buy term and invest the rest is that came out in the sixties and seventies. And the premise behind it was great. The guy who started that, I think his dad died and they got a $10,000 death benefit because they had a $10,000 whole life program that someone sold them in 1950 or 60 where the same amount of money being spent on the term insurance would have would have pr produced a $100,000 benefit. So he went through a traumatic experience with his family by having $10,000 when they could have had 100,000. 
So they had a mission. They were emotional and passionate. But that same philosophy doesn't apply today. It's 2022. It's almost 2023. Do you want to take the same medical advice that your mom and dad had in 1970 and apply it to you today? Think about eggs. In the 70s, you're told don't eat eggs. Or in the 70s, you're told eat eggs. They're good for you. In the 80s, you're told don't eat eggs. It's high cholesterol. In the 90s, you're told eat eggs. It's good protein. In the 2000s, you're told eat egg whites only. In the 2010s, you're told it's good to eat eggs again. We can apply change to our diets, but we don't apply change to how we manage our money and our philosophy and our strategy to how we earn, keep, and maintain wealth in our own lives. That doesn't make sense at all. In fact, it loses sense and loses dollars. I want to do something that grows my wealth. I want to do something that's designed for me and my family and what's important to us. I don't want to have my kids graduate college and have all my insurance go away because I paid for college and because I'm 62 and my wife doesn't need a million dollars. That's, in my mind, that's foolish. If I'm 62 and I don't think my wife needs an extra million dollars and I die, I failed. 62, my wife's got 30 more years to work and live. You don't think she needs a million dollars or more? How do you determine what you need and for how long? I'm not God. Only God knows the end game. If you tell me when you're going to die, I'll tell you the most efficient insurance to buy. If you tell me what's going to happen in the stock market in the next two years with 100% certainty, I'll tell you exactly where to invest your stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. The problem is no one has a crystal ball. Tell me what traumatic event is going to happen to your kids, and I hope nothing happens to your kids. Someone's going to have it. Tell me who it is. I'll tell you what they need. There's so much uncertainty out there that's not going to be solved by buying term and investing the difference. That's a starting conversation. That's not the end point. The end point is buy term and save the difference. So you can start building a solid foundation so that you can start building a platform to build on so that you can start building a structure that allows you to keep control own, have some security, safety, independence so that you can be in control when the next event happens and you don't have to liquidate your account at a low point because your circumstance requires you to sell it today. Let's build that foundation by saving the difference to get the right emergency fund, to get the right savings account. Let's save that amount to make sure that when we're ready to invest, we're investing with something that's extra, not our foundation. Let's save that amount with discipline to make sure that it's the right amount. I want consistency. If it's $300 a month that I'm saving and I save it for two months, but month three, I forgot I've got my kid's birthday, Christmas is coming up, I forgot that I've got to fix the house, I, I got a payment due, a zero interest credit card, I got the furnace went and now I'm dipping into that, then I shouldn't be investing anyways. If I can't be disciplined with that amount for 12 months or 24 months, I shouldn't be investing it. We did a great message on 18 to 24 months to financial freedom. And that really talks about, let's put a plan in place that builds your, your emergency fund and your savings account once so you can build on it so that you're not constantly trying to build it. Think of how much energy and time you spend getting wasted 
by investing in something before you're ready, having to sell it, being deflated and being disappointed and depressed because you sold at a loss because you needed it because you forgot that your kid needs braces or the car needs tires or the trans went. Let's build it the right way. Let's buy the term. Let's save the difference and let's save it for the right period of time to the right amount. And then let's take the excess after we've got that discipline built in and that structure built in and that strategy built in. And then let's invest it in the right thing. Maybe it isn't a Roth. Maybe it isn't a 529. Maybe it isn't paying down some debt to free up cash flow. Maybe it's in a cash value something else. I don't know. Maybe it's investing in your parents. Maybe it's investing in your kids. Maybe it's buying a business. Maybe it's buying a rental property. I don't know. Maybe the situation's right that you're buying at a discount and you know what you're buying is going to grow and you've got a two-year window to take five or ten grand and turn it into 20 or 40 with a high risk of certainty. Maybe you just need to continue the discipline with that 300 bucks a month for the next 15 or 20 years until you retire in a bucket that grows tax deferred, that you can have access to without fees or penalty, and that you can use for college and building your emergency fund the older you get. I don't know. Do you know? Probably not, but I believe if I put you in a position that you have flexibility, choices, and options when life happens, you're not pigeonholed into one thing that's the least efficient solution for you. You get to have choices with how you handle that event, and you can handle it with grace and success. I mean, God's going to bless us based on our ability to manage what we have today. Which means when I'm making the least amount is when I need to be the most efficient so that God sees it and can bless me with more. I want to be a blessing to those around me. I want to be able to help my family who's going through a trauma, financial trauma, or their kids got a health issue. I want to help them. I have a desire to do it. But if I got to sell my stocks at a low point and then take the hit and it's not the right time to do it, is their health issue going to happen at the right time for me to sell my invest the rest portfolio? Probably not. I don't want to have to make emotional decisions based on how I help family and friends in their time of need, based on my portfolio. I want to make decisions based on what my heart says to do. My wife and I talk about it. We agree we want to help this person, whether it's 300 bucks or 3,000 bucks. I want to be a blessing to those people around me. I want it to be responsibly done and driven so that it works for you instead of against you. I want to start with the right premise so I can get to the right solution. And the right premise is let's control the cash that comes into our economy so that when things don't go well, we can control the solution. So that as we get older, we can control the trajectory of what we're doing. So that when life happens when we're 85, we don't look back and say, I wish I would have done this differently. We want to eliminate as much and as many of the what-ifs as possible. Your responsible brand, your responsible trained coach is going to ask you questions about what are your concerns. When you're buying term and, in the, and investing the rest, are you talking about 
how many kids you're going to have, where they're going to go to college, what kind of house you want to buy, where you're going to move to, what kind of job you're going to get. Do you have a Roth or a 401k? Do you have an IRA? Do you have a SEP? Do you have some debt? Do you have some lingering college debt? Do you have parents that you're going to need to take care of in the next term? Are you part of the sandwich generation that has older parents and younger kids? And right as the kids get into college, mom and dad are going to need help. Do you have siblings with special needs? Do you have kids with special needs? Does all of that come into play with your buy term and invest the rest? Or is a blanket statement that says a rate of return is going to solve all your problems? I don't believe that. I know you don't believe that but that's what you're going to do doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense to the wealthy people I talk to. Doesn't make sense to the successful people I talk to. What makes sense is having control, protecting what's important today with the least amount of money possible, and then transitioning into a growth phase that allows you to continue your protection, grow what you're in control of, and meet your current needs. We talk about at the Responsible Brand, we wanna provide financial education for the next phase of life financially. And if you bought in to buy term and invest the rest and Dave told you to hate cash value this and Susie told you to do your 401k and that's the only thing you're doing and you're wondering why you have restlessness, irritability and discontent anytime someone talks about money, it's probably because in your gut you know it's not the right thing but you don't have the right information to make better decisions moving forward. But if we're able to give you better information today, you can ask better questions, you can put a better strategy together, and you can have a different outcome 20 years from now. And it doesn't mean you need to change everything that you've got going on. You don't need to make 18 changes tomorrow and disrupt your whole life. Maybe you're eight degrees off. In eight degrees, you might not recognize over a 12 month window, but over a 20 year period, eight degrees is huge. Over a 20-year period, eight degrees means instead of retiring in Hawaii, you end up in Alaska and wonder why you're cold. Well, you were eight degrees off over 20 years. And the person you're working with didn't teach you the right questions to ask. They didn't show you the next phase. Maybe they don't know. Maybe it's not their fault. Maybe they're not being trained. Maybe they do know, and maybe it's about how much money they can control, and they know you're only going to be around for two to three years before you have a life event, and then you're going to sell everything and move forward and do something else and wander. I don't want that for you. I want to give you the solutions that are relevant for you when life happens so that you're in control. I want to walk with you. I want a responsible brand to be with you. Side by side, let's hitch our wagons together and let's do life together in community, in responsible community. Let's do it so that we all walk away winning. Let's do it so that we're all educating ourselves, so that we're seeing what worked for the person next to us and applying that portion that worked to what fits our style. No two solutions are the same. I've seen thousands of solutions in the last 10 years. No two have been the same. So if I've seen thousands of solutions and no two are the same, how is it everyone should buy term and invest the rest? How is it everyone should take as much money as they can and put it in their 401k? How is it everyone should pay their house off as fast as possible? That's not true for everybody. We need to have a heart to heart with ourselves and start putting ourselves first in the conversation so we can make decisions that better our family first, that keep us in control longer, 
that eliminate risk where we don't need to take risk, that give our dollars that are poised to be risk permission to be risky, that don't risk our lifestyle, our livelihood, and the next life event based on not being in control of our money, that don't limit our ability to help our friends, families, and neighbors. See, buy term and save the rest should be the starting point. If we prove that we can save a certain amount, if we prove that that emergency fund is growing, the savings account is full, and we're not dipping into it, those are the validations that give us permission to invest somewhere else. There's a big paradigm shift there. I'm not identified, my identity is not my emergency fund, my credit score, my savings account, or the philosophy that I choose. I change the companies I work with. I change the philosophy based on the phase I'm at in life. But I don't want to take what I did in my 20s, 30s, and 40s and throw it away and start all over at 50. I want to build on it. Imagine if you were single and you had a 1,000 square foot home. No garage and a basement. If you could only live in that house and you didn't have the ability to do anything other than throw it away, when you got married, what's your options? Throw it away. You don't even get to sell it. You got to throw it away and then go buy something else. Wouldn't, wouldn't you rather, if you liked the area, you liked your neighbors, you were close to the parks, you were close to restaurant, church and your church family was close by, the school district was great, wouldn't you rather build a garage and put an addition on the house so you can have a new master suite for you and your bride so that you can have an extra bedroom in case God blesses you with kids so that you can have a spot to store the bicycles and the lawnmower and the second car that you're getting for you and your wife? Wouldn't you rather build onto something instead of having to throw it away? Well, buy term and invest the rest means every 10 years or 15 years or 20 years, you're throwing it away and you're starting all over at whatever the price point is at that point in the future. Assuming your health hasn't changed, assuming you still have the ability to do something, I think it's cheaper, easier, and more efficient to build on something instead of throwing it away and starting all over again. The reason why so many people wake up when they're 70 and they're not in a position that they thought they'd be in is because they threw things away three times. Whereas I'm going to have three opportunities to build on something, keep it, own it, and control it. When I'm 70, do I want to look back and say I threw away three houses? Or do I want to say, here's my house that I've been building on, that's got an addition on it, that's got a second addition on it, that's got a a finished basement that's got a, a, a garage that's got a pole barn that's got beautiful landscaping that my kids want to come by, my grandkids want to come by, that has a pavilion in the back that's connected to a lake that has a pond or a swimming pool. And when I die, my family has that property. They can keep it or sell it. But buy term and invest the rest says, by the time you're dead, it's gone and you've thrown away three things, you've never built on anything, you've never created a legacy that goes to the kids or grandkids, you've never created the memories, you've wasted those dollars. 
Let's shift that. Let's buy term and save the rest. And let's not just save it for us. Let's use it during our lifetimes and save it for our kids and grandkids. Let's do this once and build on it. And then let's teach our kids and grandkids how to do the same thing. Let's transfer that lesson down to them. You know, when your kids get married and have kids and their kids go to college and they're graduating college and your kids are 50 years old and your grandkids are 22 years old and you're 85 years old and your kids are trying to pay for your grandkids' college. When you check off the planet and go meet God, wouldn't it be nice to give them a couple hundred thousand dollars to replace the money they spent for your grandkids' education as a legacy? Doesn't that change their trajectory? Doesn't that change what they're able to do? That's not going to make them lazy and you're not going to be one of those evil, wealthy people that just pee money away and waste everything. You're actually being responsible and a good steward of what you've controlled and making sure there's something left over to help someone else. Wouldn't it be nice to leave your favorite church or charity a six-figure check when you pass away because they need it too? You're able to tithe and give on an annual basis, but wouldn't it be nice to have some extra to leave to them? Buy term and invest the rest doesn't allow that. Buy term, save the rest, and build on it does. Wouldn't it be great if we could buy term, save the rest, and use it through our whole lifetime so that the last five years that we're alive when we need to spend a half a million dollars for our unfunded health care, that our surviving spouse gets to enjoy life? That our surviving spouse isn't a burden to our kids and grandkids. That our surviving spouse doesn't have to help sell the third home that we've had to sell because we've never built anything. We've just bought term and invested the rest and that didn't pan out. Now our surviving spouse has to move in with the kids and grandkids and they show up unfunded. Doesn't it make sense to put your surviving spouse in a position of control and respect and dignity? See, those are the conversations that you should be having when you're starting this conversation of buy, term, and invest the rest. How does buy, term, and invest the rest protect my spouse when I die at 85? How does buy, term, and invest the rest replenish my kids for investing in my grandkids? How does buy, term, and invest the rest give the church and my favorite charity a gift when I'm gone? It doesn't because it's outside of your control. We did a great episode on how wealthy people think. Go back and listen to how wealthy people think and then apply it to this. How many wealthy people you think buy term and invest the rest? See, I've interviewed many wealthy people and many people who work with thousands of wealthy people. Wealthy people will buy term for a specific need like in a buy-sell agreement in a business or if they bought something and they need an extra million dollars of coverage for a five-year period. But they're not building their foundation on buy term and invest the rest. Why should the average person, why should you and I do something that wealthy people wouldn't do? See, that's the responsible brand's goal is to educate, share, and show families 
the right way to think and ask questions. It doesn't mean you have to do everything we say. We know what we talk about is not going to be the right solution for everybody, but at least if we can educate you to ask better questions, you can make better decisions moving forward and take control back. At least you can understand what you're up against, what you need to change, what you need to keep so that you can continue to stay in control for you and your family. Remember our goal and our mission is to change the landscape of America one family at a time by educating the leader to make decisions based on facts, not fear. That's what we're doing. You, you didn't get to where you're at by making bad decisions. You got to where you're at by making decisions based on the information you had at the time. But if we can give you better information to ask better questions, you'll make better decisions moving forward. Even if you don't take 100% of what we recommend, your responsible brand coach is going to say, here's five things that you can do. Which one fits your style? Which ones make sense to you? I'm not going to make you do something that makes you lose sleep at night. And I'll take it off the table if it's even in question. I don't need you to make a decision to validate me. I need you to make decisions to secure yourself and your family. And that's the difference. Everyone gets a different solution. Everyone gets a custom solution. Everyone is wired differently. Everyone has a different family makeup, a different background, a different parents, different ethnicities and, and things where they've come from for what's important to you. But everyone doesn't have to identify with Dave, Rick, Susie, buy, term, and invest the rest didn't work for the last 40 years, it's not going to work for the next 40 years. Custom solution based on a responsible strategy is what everyone needs. We need to educate ourselves based on the next phase of life that we're going into without throwing away what we've done today. By term, save the rest is a great starting point. I recommend everyone go back to the responsible brand person and ask five new questions. I encourage you to tune in to continue to listen and grow. We're not making blanket recommendations on what you need to do. I don't know what you need to do because I don't know you. I do know that everyone needs something specific. Everyone needs something. Everyone needs a little more information to make better decisions moving forward. And we treat that with respect and dignity for you. We want you to be able to assess the situation and make an educated decision on your own. We want to teach you to fish. We don't want to fish for you. We want to be there alongside of you when you come across something that you're not used to or familiar with or that's new that you've got someone who's seen it probably a bunch of times or who someone on the responsible brand team has seen that can give you the option so that you can make good decisions. It's the unintended consequences from the knee-jerk decisions that happen that throw us back decades. We want to eliminate those so you can move forward with certainty. Buy, term, and save the difference? It's a great starting point. So I hope this information is helpful. I hope this is valuable. I hope you share this with other people who need this information. Most importantly, I hope we're impacting your life in a positive way. I hope you have a great day, and God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.